0: Hello, welcome to The Parent Panel, a podcast that gives one mum and one dad the space to share their thoughts on everything from the news to everyday parenting challenges. Our mum today is a woman who has done all the online dating so you don't have to, and our dad is an actor whose claim to fame is, and I quote, that guy from something your wife watched.
1: Well, sometimes you catch yourself just being bossed around. You go, wait, wait a second!
2: <laughs> yes. I'm the, I'm I'm the, the adult. <laughs> Neve one day took her nappy off and just rubbed it on the wall. <laughs> oh, wow!
0: I think you're still in the trenches with your kids. I like the expression trenches. I sometimes call it the vortex.
1: <laughs> the parent panel with Siobhan Hunt,
0: Kerry Sackville is our mum. She's a writer and author whose latest book out there, The Survival Guide for Dating in Midlife, is a must-read for anyone dating today does Make me feel better about being married. Thank you for writing that. I'm Carrie. so glad
2: I can help you.
0: <laughs> she has three children a son who has just left for overseas. Is that he's, correct? No, oh, he's
2: going in two weeks. Going and in two weeks. Every time I think about it, I start to get all weepy. So, can we not talk okay, about I it? Won't right? ask, I won't ask. A daughter, uh, is your elder still in high school or left? She's, she's just doing her trials at the moment. Holy oh, moly. Yeah. And one in primary school. So, they're
0: 2018 and 11. 11. Holy cow, yeah. how are you going?
2: I'm exhausted. I bet this week. Yeah. I'm really exhausted. And um but it's interesting when you've got you know, when you've got more than one child and you see how different they are. My eighteen year old is coping with the trials completely differently to her brother. It's actually much, much easier. I mean, two years ago he was just pacing and twitching and she's she's like, Oh, I did my best Oh, so bless. good on. I her. sense the results will show that discrepancy,
1: <laughs> but well, it'll be, it'll be an interesting experiment. Yeah, yeah. If
2: it's more chill for me,
0: uh, our dad is actor Ryan Johnson, currently in Doctor, Doctor, and father to a four-year-old. Four year old girl. Hi Ryan. Hi. Hello. Um, so I just wanted to fact check your Instagram description, yep. which is what I used um, the one that says that that guy from something your wife watched. Yep. So I went to look at all the things that you have been in. Mm. Um, and it is true, you're in Aussie TV dramas that ladies like to watch, like House Husbands, Love Child. Yep. But what I didn't know is that you were in. Ghostwriter. That's think, yeah. That's for like five seconds. Yeah,
1: it's one of the most important roles I've played in my career. Pretty much,
0: <laughs> you poured wine for Eva Mendes.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Oh my god. So my brother's a professor, and uh, recently Somerset College, the school I went to, posted in the Gold Coast Bulletin, its most successful graduate and stars. And my <laughs> brother didn't make it, uh, but I did. So I, I, I put on that. Bro. Yeah, I'd put that with um, a. Being on TV and B working with Eva Mendes in 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 w- that weekend's number one film Ghost Rider, <laughs> oh that subsequently what Subsequently dropped film. really quickly. So kids what don't stay film. in school, yeah, that's Just right. Just look
2: up with Eva
0: Mendes, <laughs> that's you'll be fine. right. But see, this is the interesting thing, Kerry, is that while I was looking at this um, at at your Wikipedia page, let's be yeah. honest, um, I kind of fell into this rabbit hole because I was like, oh my god, he was in Ghost Rider, yeah, what a film! When was he in it? Yeah. And then. The way I found his five seconds of fame was that I stumbled upon the Ryan Johnson appreciation blog.
2: Wow. Oh yeah. I've been writing that for
1: years. (laughs)
0: Thank you. It's got like
2: two
1: two subscribers (laughs) by now. Did you know you have an appreciation blog? Uh, I, I, there was a couple for a while there when I did a show in America called fairly legal, um, that, that sounds rude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that sounds like uh, sort of like did it did sort of come the, off the back of a couple of websites. Documentary no, it, it, about kiddie porn. Yeah, no, it was a it's an um it was a, it was a legal drama. It was a legal drama about a, a, a crazy mediator trying to figure out which shoes to wear that day and, and so. <laughs> anyway, so I I played her annoying sidekick and it was um it had quite a broad audience and it and it played far and wide around the world and so at that point a few things popped up. Is that weird? It is a little. Yeah. There was one, there was one lady who was really diligent and had a website called ryanjohnson.info. And that became a, it was so, it was so well put together and so itemized and she had like clips of acting and and my resume and photos. You just
0: sent that to people when you wanted a job?
1: uh, Well, eventually I did use it for certain things when people (laughs) needed a clip or needed like...
2: Or when he was at the bar and he saw an attractive woman. He's like, look at this. I have a website. My
1: wife was like, what are you doing? (laughs) Who is this
2: woman? Were you ever
0: tempted to correct anything on the website? Like, no, that's not right.
1: Uh, No, no. But in this... Okay, I'll come clean. This lady just did it for years right and eventually she tracked down my wife's email and she said look my husband Rick and I are going to be in uh Sydney at some point do you think you and Ryan would like to have a coffee with us and I had I'd had a few bounces with her on Twitter and stuff over the years and I thought you know what uh, how how if I make it a public space how weird could it get and so.
2: Oh, I would say very, very weird. <laughs> well, I actually
1: met this really lovely lady called Deirdre and her husband Rick, and we had a coffee in a public space. And since then, she's never written another thing. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> they say, don't meet your heroes.
0: <laughs> All right. OK, today we're talking about human kindness, advice to new parents, and how having a child changed your sense of self. First up today, though, we're talking about collectibles. You came up with this whole idea so you could get a stupid toy? This ain't cool. are these things? I
2: want that one. Oh, I want this one. That's the one I want. Now, what are these thousands of little things that are on trees? Please, sir.
0: I want some more.
1: I've created a monster.
0: Coles has just released Little Shop. To collectibles and Woolworths has unleashed their own collectibles craze with Lion King Ushies. Now, we've spoken about these supermarket collectibles before, actually the last time Ryan was on, I think, um, and how bad they are for the environment and how annoying they are for parents. But now there's a new concern, according to an op- uh, opinion piece by Jessamy Ross in the Sydney Morning Herald. Um, I love this quote, many collectibles are a crack for kids, not just for the short-term rush that comes from the initial score, but because of their power to cause long-term effects on children's behaviour patterns, impacting who they are, who they will become and how they will shape the future of our world. That's, that's
2: not hyperbolic at all, <laughs> that's is it? It's pretty hard going, isn't it? Oh, my. Well, I can tell you, we've now got the full set of ushis Do you? Oh, yeah. Even it, the
1: furry ones. It, Even like the $40,000 one.
2: No, we don't have the $40,000 furry ones, but we do have the display case. So that's full. And I can honestly say that my daughter's character or behavior has not changed at all. I mean, I'm sorry, really. I remember driving around with my best friend at the time, Lisa, Lisa's father, Reg, drove us around, I remember, for an entire day to different service stations and he would get like a, a tiny, a tiny like litre of petrol in each service station just so <laughs> we could collect the stickers. Because at the time, you know, we all had sticker collections and we had these albums and they were giving them out at service stations. And actually, maybe that's why I'm so disturbed now. Maybe it was the stickers.
0: <laughs> but yeah. no, I mean, Are you are all... a
2: shopaholic now? Ugh. Do I look like a shopaholic? I mean, this is about five no i'm not a shopaholic and i think i mean that's just I,
0: really. am. I mean i've got to be honest i have a definite problem
1: are, no, you, on the, I, are you on the etsy crack
2: <laughs> oh no just any website that so no clothes. I'm, de- I'm definitely not and i think kids have always collected things it's yes. nice i mean uh, what are they allowed to do that's not going to affect them mm. i mean apart from running around outside yes it, so we don't want them on computers um we don't want them watching tv now we don't want them collecting things i mean Give me a break!
1: Come on. What do you think, Ryan? I, I agree. I, I think it's fun. Alia loves them. We which ones? Is she, at the um, moment, she's into the Lion King things, and she—I mean, she got halfway cool. through yeah, the movie ooshies. and got scared. Yeah. But she got what? she got scared halfway through the cartoon, not oh, even the live-action one. I see mm. where none of the lions have balls, but. <laughs> I don't think it's really an issue. Hold
0: on, hold on. You've what? just really spun me out. What do you mean none of the lions Well, come on. You balls? go to the,
1: the zoo and there's lions and oh. tigers waltzing around and they've all got massive balls dangling everywhere. Oh, so are you talking so about the like animation or the real one? The real one.
0: The real one. There's no they balls. Don't...
1: There's no balls anywhere. Really? No. <laughs> it's a... It's oh. a it's a ballless film. Debbie's
0: nodding ahead. I had no they're idea. They're saying they're real
1: life. Like looking Why but, did they but, take them like, out? It's like uh, no well, it's a Disney movie. It. No one wants to see it. But it's like if you're gonna go that far with reality Anyway. Anyway, sorry. I digress. I, I remember as a kid I was really into He Man and mm-hmm. He Man was a a, a toy that they made a cartoon after the fact of to sell the toy. And I love the cartoon, I love the toy. And with that toy you could get Grey Skull, which was the big cool castle or mm-hmm. you could get Snake Mountain for Skeletor. And I remember there were those kids that had it all. There were the kids that had the special version where you could hit the chest and it would move and do different dents from a sword. <laughs> But in my head I always knew that they there was there was something a little bit privileged about them but it wasn't something that I was jealous of it was something I kind of was like well they're one of those kids and I think that that creates... I'm going to invite to my birthday party so they buy one for me sure but they do it creates a healthy sense of identity I think knowing that there's different scales of wealth in the world why would you shield your child from
0: that because that was one of the points in the opinion piece, of course, that it, it was setting up privilege for those kids that could yeah. have more. But they're always going
1: to have stuff. They're probably going to go to a fancy school and have cool shoes and well, whatever the kids she's are doing.
2: Socialist and Jessmi a socialist and a socialist yeah. and, yes. and you know wants us all to equally distribute wealth and which is a great idea if you're living you know on a kibbutz in Israel in 19 <laughs> 19- Sure. 58. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not really going to work in Australia. It's not going to work. Well, I'm
0: glad now I feel much better about the fact my kids are into it. <laughs> um, up next, when would you really have done with a bit of human kindness?
1: Believe me, my hands are full. Just going to have to wait, aren't they? I only had two hands. Somebody help me, please. Somebody help me, please.
2: Parenting's hard. Just
0: needed somebody to talk to. This week, actress Olivia Wilde was assisted by strangers when her son had a meltdown in a restaurant. They asked if she needed help and then carried her bags to her car while she looked after her son. Olivia tweeted, I'm so moved by this simple act of kindness. Their their generosity profoundly affected my and my kids' reality that day. I can't wait to do this with someone else. Humans are good. We can't forget that. Ryan, we as parents are Mm. often getting crap in public, you know, Mm. if our kid's having a tantrum, we're getting looks and all the rest of it. Um, When has someone shown you kindness as a parent or have you demonstrated that
1: to another parent? I think there's before being a parent and then there's after being a parent. And I think when we lived in Newtown and we were surrounded by 20-somethings who were just living their their best life (laughs) and pushing a pram around, we quickly realised that there is just that point of difference that happens when you have a child. And I'm not saying that everyone's like that, but I I know now that there's a bit of a a wink club that goes on once you've had a child. And when you've been there and you see how difficult it can be and how stressful it can be on planes or in a cafe or just getting out the front door, I think you all give each other that sort of, yeah, you too, huh? Mm. yeah You're here too. And so we're kind of aware of that. And and I find that people are pretty open and, and pretty helpful when we're, Having a shit day, mm. you know.
2: What about you, Kerry? Look, my kids never had tantrums, so I can't. <laughs> <believe> <laughs> <that>. <laughs> yeah, I got that vibe. Yeah, I remember people being really kind to me. I also remember a couple of times when they weren't. But I'm, I'm now, you know, with my eldest at twenty and my youngest at eleven, I've become that annoying mother in the supermarket who just wants to touch everyone's baby and help out. So I'm just looking. I'm like, I'm like a drone, you know. Oh, there's an unsettled baby. Let me go up and, and offer to, you know, hold it. And sometimes, sometimes it's like the baby just goes, ah, and I say, oh, would you like me to take care of him? But I do, uh, you know, I, I cannot, honestly, I've lost count of the number of times I've returned lost toddlers in Kmart or Target. I'm a writer, so I spend a lot of time wandering around the shops you know, trying to think <laughs> of ideas. It's funny that thing you say, too, of
1: like looking for an opportunity, because there are yeah. those times where your kid's going mental. I remember back in the early days, and someone would come up and go, I'm great with kids. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm the kid whisperer. Like, I'm that person
2: now. and yeah, usually, Crazy lady. Yeah, when, when they're babies, they never want to give you their babies to, to cuddle. It's only yeah. happened about, I think, once in the supermarket line, but often with toddlers. You know, I'll distract the toddler while the mum's putting you know her shopping away, and then I go away feeling like you know
1: oh, no, best best wonderful. person in the world. Maybe well, we I, mean,
2: I just want to smell the babies.
1: We have twins a lot on set because we've got some uh, a one year old character, and we've got a, um, I think like a two year old character. And so they, they have about three sets of twins. Right. Oh my that, god. That well three twins, I should say, that that play one character and then three that play another. And these little things are just so ridiculous. And the rule is they can only work like a few hours. One person at a time can hold them. No one else is allowed to touch them. Yeah. And it's it's torture. Like because you you're just standing next to these things oh, and these yeah. jowls and all you want to do is <laughs> yeah. just go, God damn you. And the mum one of the mums, when we we're at Mudgee shooting, I bumped into at the winery and she had her little bubble with her and um, she said, Oh you can you can take her and I was like Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I was, I was just like, I picked her up, I was giving the squishes, oh, squeezing goodness. the cheeks, just all over the place. It's torture when you can't cuddle a baby. I know. But you, you're not allowed to, I get it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's it's good weird if you don't know. You know. It, you know. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't stop Carrie. <laughs> no <Nah. laughs> I usually ask first. <laughs> all right. What advice would you give to a first time parent? That's up next on the parent panel. Parenting, they say, takes a village. It's about experimenting and finding out what works best for your child.
2: You don't learn when you're scared. So all those strategies under the guise of discipline, they're counterproductive.
0: Feed Play Love is the bite-sized parenting podcast that's a village in your pocket. Short interviews with experts and real parents about everything from managing tantrums to making sure you get regular date nights. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for Feed Play Love.
1: Mike, when's your baby coming? Uh, it's coming soon, ma'am. Can't wait. I can't wait either. I can't wait! What do I do? How many times will you make that mistake?
0: Well, I'm so sorry, I didn't...
2: Oh, don't worry yourself, you're not alone. You know, it gets easier.
0: We all know, as we are just saying, that the world before and after kids is vastly different. And while no one wants to add to the list of unwanted advice new parents get, sometimes there are things that you reckon that would make a real difference. For me, um, I think the main thing I wish I'd known was that it's parenting's a lifelong journey. So while you think you're messing up in those early days, you're actually yeah. going to mess up for the rest of their life. Yeah. But knowing that and knowing that it's a learning experience, then you're okay with making mistakes cuz you never learn anything without making a mistake. Well, I I never have. Um, Kerry, what piece of advice would you give to a new mum or dad that you wish someone had told you?
2: I got a lot of pieces of advice. And one of the best ones was that when you have a baby, it's a situation completely out of your control and you just have to go with it. I thought that was a great piece of advice. But having sort of come to, it's never the end of the parenting journey, but seeing one child sort of off into adulthood. What I wish someone had said to me and what I wish I'd known is that you really need very early on to learn to control your own emotions, um, which is something that I've always struggled with. And went, and I would get angry, and then when you get angry, you know, when you get angry at, at a, a screaming toddler, you get angry at a stubborn kid, you get angry at a at a obstinate teenager. It makes everything worse. Mm. And for a long time I said to myself, it's okay, I'm allowed to have emotions. And of course we are as parents, we do have emotions and it's okay to feel them. But the most helpful thing I think you can do in your journey as a parent is to learn to be able to stay calm, Mm. whatever is going on around you, because our intense emotions just exacerbate the situation. Um, and it's, um, it's still something I'm working <laughs> on. Yeah, I like, hey, your youngest is only 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got seven She's, she's, not, years com- of this she's not completely destroyed yet. <laughs> There's
0: still hope. <laughs> what about you, Ryan? What would you tell a new parent?
1: Yeah, I just, just on that, I've learned not to snap because mm. if I do, even if I do, like for instance, two nights ago, my daughter punched me in the face for a laugh and I told That's her off. That's funny, isn't it? Yeah. And then I just, I just, I spent the next half an hour making her feel better about punching me in the face. So, if you if you use that voice, <laughs> yeah. then it's like they start crying and don't hit me in the face. You know, if you're like, hey, what'd you do that for? That's not very nice. Oh, did you? if you kind of, it's a tonal thing I find, mm. and then they kind of, they'll they'll feel safe enough to listen. But um, apparently, I'm scary when I yell, and so I can't um, imagine I'm you. No, I can't. I can't. Mm. <laughs> You know, sleep deprivation is a form of torture, and I think it lowers your frustration tolerance. And as a result, yeah, we all we all have mm. those moments. But one thing I tell parents is, yeah, just don't don't try too hard to get it right because everyone everyone stuffs it up and. You know, as long as you're keeping them alive and they're sleeping and you're feeding them and you're being a nice person, that's about the best you can do. And a nice person being optional as well, right? Yeah. Really
0: in the early days.
1: Right. And I read so many books and, and, and columns and I was trying so hard to do all the, you know, to do all the right things. But at the end of the day, the baby figures out who you are and you figure out who your child is and you kind of get into your own rhythm. And even... We were like, oh, for the first two weeks, we'll just close the doors. It's just us, you know. We won't, we won't let um, our mums around. What? What oh, no. were we thinking? That's madness. That
2: was so dumb. You take all the help you can get. 20 minutes in, I was yeah. like, how long did we say? Yeah. Like, we're dumb. Take this was all ridiculous. And when all else fails, throw money at the problem. That's yes. Problem. Oh, wow, yes. that's a good Yeah, you know, Get all the help you can afford. Yeah, get I, all the cleaning help you can afford, all the babysitting help you can afford. Yeah, I think my advice to my
0: previous self, you wouldn't see that there's a common thread here. It would be, um, do not buy the baby clothes at 3am in the morning. Yeah. Say, <laughs> Save that money and pay for someone
1: to help really clean the did house. She really have too many oh, And that's collectibles another great as piece as a of advice: stay home and party with your mates. Get a babysitter for 9 a.m. the next day, nine till twelve the next day. Because the baby mm. doesn't care. The, the baby no, because the baby will sleep at night, but they get up early. So if you can hand them off to someone at 9 a.m. and get a few more hours shut eye, mm. it's interesting. You save interesting. the money on like a restaurant and a bar. Hang out at home, have some wine, cook a nice stew. Uh, and then, Stu. Stew. The stew oh, what, what are we going to do? I don't know. Of course, a stew. roast. Stu no, thought he was—he was, he was yeah. being invited so, over for dinner yeah. and
2: cooking him. And just, <laughs> it's
1: a, it's yeah. a thing we do. We could do.
2: write a book.
0: I can see you could sell. <laughs> Dad you, <advice>. we, we, <laughs> What to do yeah. as a new parent from Ryan and Kerry? All right, our final topic in just a moment. How did having a child change your sense of self? I lost a big chunk of my identity for like maybe the first year and a half, it's but I don't think me? that was a negative thing. It was. At times I was sad about it, but, um, you know, it's full on. Like, I don't remember setting him down for the first three months of life. Yes, that was Hilary Duff that Ryan was just making fun of. I
1: was not making fun of Hilary. I didn't realize we were
0: still recording. <laughs> <laughs> You're allowed. It's okay. She, uh, unless she listens, of course, and then she may not like you anymore. I know. Uh, so Hilary Duff was talking on the Motherly podcast. Um, she became a mum at 24. Well, that was her
2: mistake, <laughs>
1: obviously. Yeah.
2: You leave it as long as humanly
1: possible.
0: What are you, Kerry? You were quite young. I was 30. Yeah, there you go. I need
2: to fix you more.
0: Anyway, many new parents, particularly the stay-at-home carer, whether that's the mum or the dad, can feel this way after having children. They do turn your world upside down, but sometimes having a child can also... Add to the sense of who you are. You don't always lose it. It might be a mixture of both. Ryan, how did having a child add to or
1: change your sense of self? Oh my god! I mean, the first year of being a parent was the hardest year of my life. I'm not going to lie. I, because my because because I'm an actor, right? I I have periods of highs and lows, um, and I mean that that alone on your mental health is one thing. But I worked. I was doing a sh- TV show that finished. Day after Ali was born, and they fortunately pushed that day back. And then I hadn't got any; I hadn't ha- didn't have any work coming up. I thought, ah, oh, it's all good, you know. Work comes and goes for me. I didn't work for twelve months.
0: Oh god. my god!
1: I did not work for oh twelve my... months, and I was pushing a pram around, sleep deprived. My wife wasn't working. Uh, our house that we were renting, the landlord was selling. We had to move in three months' time. Oh my
0: god! We
1: ended up staying at my in-laws house for a few months until we found the place we wanted to live in uh we moved twice my wife's breastfeeding for the first time i'm packing boxes oh. there's a baby in our life we're not sleeping oh, that sounds horrific. Mm. uh I, I you know and i've had good times as an actor and that's kind of how i identify with the world and i remember thinking one time just pushing this pram around going like you know 2 years ago i was i was in new york i was on the today show <laughs> i'm i'm unemployed I'm, I've got to raise this child. My oh wife Milk is... vomit on me. <laughs> yeah. Our child's not latching. Like it was just... <laughs> well, that's because it was your chest.
2: And there was nothing that's there. That's what I was... That's <laughs> honestly... Oh, look, it's of a course. very... It's, See, it's I was easy mistake to make.
1: <laughs> it was, it was honestly so hard. And people talk about the bliss and the joy and all of that sort of stuff. I don't think I really got that buzz until... Uh... Last week? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Any no, no, at least at least 18 months I reckon. Like I was I was definitely in love with my child but I was borderline, you know, that kind of postnatal thing. You was, might have
0: already even been. Yeah. Without knowing. I mean financial security is oh, massive yeah. at that time of your life yeah. and not to have it for either you or your wife. Yeah. That's insane. Mm. Um there's a happy ending there right? Can you, can
1: you There is a happy ending. Like I, I I you do get your sense of identity back because <laughs> Ali has become my best friend, and now I, you know, I pull her out of daycare for the day, and we go to trampoline world or whatever it's called, Sky Zone, and then swimming and hang out. And
0: you go on the trampoline. I do.
1: (laughs) I jump around. And we this morning she was doing my hair. (laughs) Um, It's very lush hair. I just love it. I love being a dad, and now and and what it's brought to my life, and brought to my identity, and brought to my work uh, as an actor. I I mean, you're so much less self-absorbed. You're so much more in the moment. Um, and th- just, it's just a laugh a minute. It, it honestly is like if, and if you weren't laughing, you'd be dead. So.
0: <laughs> you'd be crying. <laughs> you'd be crying. Yes. That's fair enough. Kerry, how about you? How has it changed your sense
2: of, well, or, originally? And Iri- first... Yeah, originally I, I actually had a different experience. I, I loved having my son. I had a great time. I really wanted him and, and I found it really easy with the f- first one. For me, it all came crashing down with the second. I found having two kids Mm. two years apart, just under two years apart was incredibly challenging. And that's when I sort of became, you know, had my period of depression and, and, um, it just felt like drudgery and, um, when did you start writing? Oh, that's, oh, I, I started writing after my second one was born. After my first was born, I went back to uni and finished my BA um, Bachelor of Arts in English and Linguistics. Super lady. Um, and then... thinking oh, um, that was really a really bad time. To to <laughs> and, would and it. you <laughs> say that to a
1: man? <laughs> yeah, I probably would.
2: And I <laughs> yes, started writing after my big girl was born. Um, and then I let it all go when I had my third child and my sister died just before she was born. And I sort of restarted my career when my youngest was about 18 months. So that was about 10 years ago. But the way that parenthood has changed my identity for the worse is that still to this day, and I resent this so much, it's like I've become a cleaner and I hate that part of it. And I hate the fact that parenting, which is so joyous and so difficult and all the emotions, great and, and you know, bad, um, is so tied up in drudgery, mm. To this day. I throw money at that problem. Yeah, well I I throw as much as I can, but there's still, you know, I've got three kids still at home and and even though that the the, and single parent, even though the eldest are, you know, really helpful, but it's still the laundry and the cooking and the shopping for groceries and the shopping for food and the cleaning. Mm. And I don't enjoy that part of parenthood and I wish that there was a way to separate it. Um, which i suppose there is if you're, if you're if in- you incredibly <laughs> they do and i listen to a lot of podcasts while i'm while can i'm can i recommend doing a that. good one
0: yeah <laughs> parent Pad.
2: no yeah but that's that is is i think that the most difficult thing about parenthood for me and probably for a lot of women less so fathers because they still carry less of the burden of housework um, yeah and unless you've got a crap load of money to have a full-time Housekeeper. That's how it's going to be. Of them. Wouldn't that be great? But just yeah, going,
0: going back to um, going back to how you said that becoming a parent kind of gave you more as an actor yeah. to work with. Um, what did it give you more in terms of writing? with? have oh, Of
2: course. About- I mean, the first ever article that I wrote that got that actually kickstarted my whole career was when uh, my second child was about eighteen months old. My son would have been uh, what does it make him three and a half? Is that right? Yeah. And I wrote an article. I just just wrote it in a few minutes um, called Sleep is the New Sex. <laughs> and it was about how Gold. new parents crave sleep like we used Great to crave title. sex. <laughs> and it went off. And um, after that, I mean, I wrote about parenting for years and years and years. And I still occasionally do. And of course, I mean, it, it gave me so much material. My first book was about marriage and motherhood. Um, I still, my 11-year-old my really enjoys reading sections of it. I've gone to her school a couple of times and read out the sections about kids. Um, the, there's endless material and it's constantly changing. You know, as we sort of touched on earlier, the parenting journey doesn't finish at any stage. Not when they're teenagers, not when they're adults. You're no, for, I every my just, could agree with that. It too. just changes. And so <laughs> now I'm, you know, I've, I'm way past the baby age, but I'm literally fretting about my adult son going overseas oh, yeah. and leaving me and um and what my life will look like after that and what our family will look like after that and and we're not allowed to talk about it
1: because it'll make oh, yeah, Carrie yeah, yeah. cry yeah. but yeah. just that that thing about sleep is the new sex we, we have a joke that, like, in the old days, your fantasies were about hotel rooms and a stranger, you know? Now it's like hotel rooms and eight hours of uninterrupted sleep. Yes.
2: <laughs> and how we used to talk about the sex we had, like, oh, it was so great, yeah. and, and yeah. now it's like, oh, the sleep oh. was so great. Yeah, I woke up and, you
0: know,
1: <laughs> I'm, six I'm going to be crucified straight. for this because I'm a man, and I... I I was working all last week and Tamara had a job up in Queensland and because I was going to be working till 9.30 at night, she had to go with Alia. Poor Tamara was just, she was working 10 hour days. We had, we, we had a nanny, we had my mum helping. Um, and then by the time Tamara got home, she'd had to be all hands on deck and then Alia crashed in with her because we're not at home. Uh. She was just a wreck. And meanwhile, <laughs> I had the house to myself for the first time ever and the guilt... <laughs> was insane but at the same time I was like you know what just 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 suppress don't it don't
0: let don't let the, the girls enjoy just, that great sleep what's that it Tom Cruise it? when he's at home
1: alone and he's- oh
2: yes we um dancing in his underpants yeah, yeah. That's right. that was business. you yeah, that was yes, right yeah
1: yeah um and then uh and Is then, then the on Saturday on yes that's a song when they were coming home on Saturday I um I woke up and I was like okay I'm gonna tidy this house I'm gonna tidy this house and I tidy, tidy, tidy. I was like, all right, I'm going to clean. I'm going to clean. I'm going to clean. And I was like, what about airtasker? And so I got on Airtasker. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm going to be crucified. And I was like, uh, need someone to come in an hour to clean a three bedroom house. And like people started bidding. And yeah. so I got like three professional cleaners over and they went like, like forensic on the house. Wow. And Turned it inside out, turned the kitchen inside out. There was there was a pile of like crumbs and dirt in the middle of the kitchen I didn't know were there. And that she'd found from all over the corner and the guys did all the toilets and windows and everything. And so that throw them throw money at a problem wow. thing.
2: I might need to get that's that taken away.
1: That sounds <laughs> great.
0: Well, that was our final topic, um, and I'm, this is the point where I say, would you like to plug anything? Ryan Airtasker, obviously. Airtasker, <laughs> call Is what me. you're saying today. <laughs> um, Kerry, your latest book?
2: Yeah, it's called Out There, A Survivor Guide to Dating in Midlife, and I'd also like to plug my latest range of chutneys that I make <laughs> at home in all my free <laughs> I don't even so know chutney chutney is. Is. <laughs> 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 I, but, but I have to say, I've been yes. getting very good at Sudoku. I highly recommend Sudoku oh. as an old-fashioned and... A uh, stimulating way to unwind after a oh. long, hard day that does not involve screens. Well, I'm up to the. I've I've gone through the simple, and I'm now up to the moderate. So you that, could that be on Sudoku three, three years while
1: you're airtasking your house.
2: That's true. Oh, you guys just sorted life's problems. And and where can we find you online, Kerry? Oh, I'm everywhere. On Facebook. <laughs> Dot com slash Kerry Sackville. That would be my name. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. It's my name, Kerry with an I. Okay, we've got Please that. Please don't spell it wrong.
0: No, don't spell it wrong. Ryan?
1: I should say Doctor Doctor Season 4 will be airing in the last quarter of the year. Nice. And uh, tune in. And uh, at Ryan Johnson, O-F-O-Z, Oz.
0: Brilliant. Well, thank you both so much for coming on the show. And we're all going to go and you. look up Ryan's uh, fan club don't. site now. <laughs> yes, Please John, don't. Ryan Johnson Appreciation Blog. <laughs> Stop it.com. Um, I'm Siobhan Hunt. You can find me at Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.
2: You've been listening to The Parent Panel, a Babyology podcast hosted and written by Siobhan Hunt, produced and edited by Debbie Ning. For more information on the show or to check out other episodes with equally funny and insightful guests, You can find all you need at our website, babyology.com.au slash parent panel.